0: Hello and welcome to the Global Voices Podcast, your weekly dose of global news and local voices. I'm your host, Ameya, speaking from Delhi, India. Each week, insiders from our community share what news matters more in their communities and how they build stories out of the local context. Here with me now is uh, Daria dargacheva who is a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Bremen. And one of the things she also does is she helps GV out. Uh, monitoring Russia and the Russian media at the Civic Media Observatory. And as part of her work, of course, she writes about her research and so on. And Daria has been looking at what the Russian media, uh, well, not the Russian media per se, but what's the language people are using in Russia around the war in in Ukraine on the internet. And she's found some really interesting things. So hi, Daria. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Amaya. Um... I'm really thrilled to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Oh, we're glad you could make the time. So Daria, where Mm -hmm. are you joining us from?
1: Uh, I'm based in Bremen, Germany. Uh, I work at, at the University of Bremen as a postdoc researcher, as you said, at the Platform Governments Media and Technology Lab.
0: Okay. All right. So let's jump right into this. What are some of the surprising things you found in your research? So far. Yeah,
1: um, I just uh, want to give a little bit of context. Um, Russia has banned all the independent media uh, starting from the beginning of the war. Uh, 24th of February, everything has been shut down or ceased to exist and uh, broadca- is broadcasting from abroad. Um, Russians have to use VPNs to uh, access any of these websites. Uh, also recently uh, Russia has uh, banned Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram and even declared it an extremist organization. Uh, thus, once again, it's not very easy to access it. Um, the, it, it has uh, banned Twitter as well. Uh, the only Western media not yet banned is YouTube and uh, a messenger telegram, but there are certain rumours around it, because um, Pavel Durov, who used to be a founder of another Russian network, uh, is a founder of Telegram, so we don't really know why it's not shut down yet in Russia and whether it will be. Uh, and uh, two other social networks, which remain are closely government-connected, uh, in fact, belong to the government through various structures, and they're called uh, which it translates as an in-contact, and odnoklassniki, uh, which translates as classmates. So, so these two uh, are the only ones, and uh, they have been important networks for the Russian population outside of big cities uh, like Moscow and St. Petersburg. They have been popular. Uh, in fact, KANTAKTIE has had more users than any of social networks per month, according to some uh, media research agencies. Uh, so, uh, my analysis uh, was about, uh, around KANTAKTIE in contact social network uh, and the uh, reaction of the people in the regions uh, during the first uh, 10 to 12 days of the war on what was going on.
0: Just before you go there, can you tell us uh, how you did your research? Like, what was the methodology to some extent? Yeah, sure.
1: First of all, I want to say that uh, I had uh, uh, a co-author, which we did, whom we didn't mention in the article because she is still in Russia and doesn't want to... Uh, being endangered by, by this, um, not very, uh, actually criminalized in Russia now. But yeah. You know, all, all this is, more, is basically criminalized, right? uh, so yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, hopefully later on, uh, we could also include her as a call also. Uh, anyway, um, we took uh, 18 cities of Russia, uh, of population from uh, around 300,000 to a million and a half, and uh, these 18, th- 18 cities, they have groups in in Um It's like an unregistered media uh, where uh, people post news and media and photos and uh, everything about the city or some important news. On the level of Russia, and then uh, usually those that live in this city and are users of Kontakti, they discuss this news uh, over there. What so is like important? It's
0: like a forum where people are talking about what uh,
1: more or less. But it has uh, it has people who are like editors and mm-hmm. who are kind of journalists. So. Not everyone can post there, right. uh, but everyone usually can discuss. Right now, uh, more and more um, media especially are banning comments on their websites as well as on the, on the, site, on the web pages of their social networks because uh, the law in Russia is such that you, you are responsible as an owner of the page also for the comments uh so uh we specifically chose these groups because they are unregistered media and they did not moderate the comments as much uh as traditional media did at that time, and also uh because uh, uh they did not have the capacity to- moderate everything right now right. uh neither Vkontakti nor adnaklasniki have uh, any algorithmic moderation. So every uh, person or entity who has a page, they are responsible for their own moderation of uh, content. Right. So it's very different oh. from, for example, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, although they may be punished for not moderating well, uh, sometimes they are very late with moderation or sometimes they don't want to moderate. Sometimes the owners of the page are not very well known. And uh, sometimes uh, you know, uh, law enforcement agencies just don't have enough capacity to look at all the content in conducting. That's why we think that uh, because we gathered information and we give it comments from these pages, uh, we gathered them very early um, in the first days of war and uh, uh, basically moderators did not have time to remove them yet uh, and also people did not, people were probably more, more, more honest than they would have been later on. Yeah, when there was more consequences. Yes, when they saw that there are consequences, yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, we found some really interesting things um because you know there are so many um, statements that russians overall support the war uh, and especially those who are not living in moscow or st petersburg or who are less uh, well off and maybe less educated uh, but uh, we did not find this in contact in fact um Uh, First of all, people did use the word war a lot, although, as you know, it is prohibited to use it in Russia. It it has been. Uh, The government officially only calls uh, this uh, invasion uh, a special military operation everywhere in the media and uh, elsewhere. And you are actually punished uh, once again it could be a criminal punishment if you call this a war, but the the users were pretty specific. They were saying, no, it's a war and uh, a war is a war and a war is never good for anyone. Um, There were were of course positive comments because people do believe in state propaganda that was being made, that we were liberating Ukraine from some allowed Nazis which is ridiculous but this is what they you know have been telling um, on tv every day yes from morning till night Um, but there were quite a lot of people who did not believe this uh, who were very skeptical about the whole thing and uh, there were some who were outright against it um they were saying that putin um later on we analyzed words in context um from this we get 21000 comments so this is a like a very large amount of text yeah and then we analyzed it uh, doing the topic modeling so there were various topics uh that people discussed and uh, many of them were against the war or were comparing russia to nazi germany when the war started um, many many were many were referencing to the books of eric maria oh. um was yes who was writing about german society between the first and second world wars and uh, they were saying that it's the same in russia right now um, and uh, yeah, uh, so the overall mood, as we could, um, ex- could see from the research, uh, was not uh, 100% supportive at, at all. Um, so then we analyzed um, words in context, we chose three of them, war, uh, Putin, and uh, the Z letter. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they introduced this death letter. As yeah, the letters of, that people yeah, are. Using, yeah. yeah. And um, as well, uh, a lot of people are blaming Putin for what he's doing. Um, yeah. They were saying that this is an unnecessary war and that he's command or that uh, he's the enemy of the state even. Um, Yeah, and uh, there were some supportive uh, comments, of course, uh, but uh, not as much as we have expected initially. In fact, for example, Telegram uh, is uh, considered now more, you know, the channel for more educated people, for people from Moscow and so on uh but uh, you have those telegram channels a lot of them that are giving out that that, that, that are writing about propaganda so much and and that are really awful in, in their content mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the state tv while in contact in discussions of uh, normal you know people from uh, the re- various regions of russia we did not see any of that we Whoa. did not find overall support of the war we did not find um, of we did not find you know this kind of screams that we have to go into war to liberate them or, or nothing like that and in fact the letter D was mocked a lot um, okay. <laughs> yes uh, people did not understand what what it meant. Uh, some did compare it to swastika, so mm-hmm. you know people realized um, they, they were It was rarely supported. I mean, this was really the most controversial thing uh, world of the three uh, that we analyzed. That yeah. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, and in terms of Putin, people were saying that uh, it's around 20 years that he is in power and he couldn't uh, deliver any meaningful results to uh, russian economy or uh, m- make people's lives better so now he is uh, inventing a war you know uh, now i think that situation has changed uh, since okay. that time because Most i did probably wanna- Mm -hmm. yeah i did want to ask you
0: now it's been two months Mm -hmm. is it are they saying the same kind of
1: things or has it changed uh it's been 57 days i think today (laughs) we are really counting each day Yes, such a tragedy catastrophe really um but uh, we did not attempt i to do another research right now and i'll tell you the reasons the reasons are because, first of all, uh, these groups uh, uh, try not to post any news around this anymore. And when they post them, for example, about the soldiers killed in action, right, in Ukraine, yeah. uh, they shut off comments. Yeah. So you cannot comment. And also, moderators are doing a better job of cleaning up. <laughs> so we probably. Would not get the real picture right now. Uh, We would we would not be able to grasp um, what's behind this. Uh, So we are thinking about looking into other ways of uh, how people support or not support uh, what is going on. It's very difficult because, as you know, uh, surveys are not working during the war, and especially in totalitarian countries, which Russia is is fast becoming. However, as uh, one political scientist, very popular in Russia now, uh, and she left Russia for Germany, Yekaterina Schulman, she says that uh, still Russia is not totalitarian until uh, there is popular support of everything that the state is that the state is doing and. not only popular support, but popular initiat- you know—initiatives of the people to support uh, the government uh, in everything. Yeah, uh, and also um, till there is no um, mass repressions, according to some uh, applied to some category of people, right? Uh, so I'm not talking now about repressions and not. A specialist in that and i know that but but i'll just say that uh, over 15000 people were detained already uh, for protesting yeah that's what? a very big number uh, it is it i mean millions did not go out to the streets unfortunately but some people protest every day and and it's like you know they protest and they, they know they will be detained sure but they still go out I know, I, I mean, the thing important.
0: is, it, it changes. The, the situation changes when uh, you have a question of, I, I go out and protest. I could mm-hmm. have, something can change, or and I might get into trouble. That's a different decision mm-hmm. from, I go out and protest, mm-hmm. most likely nothing yes. will change, and I definitely will go to jail. You know, that's a very different decision for a person to make, however they might feel internally about supporting or not supporting the situation so I think that's very important thing to remember as well that for many people it's not really a choice (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. I agree um and you were saying earlier about surveys so uh so if I understand correctly one of the reasons why surveys are useless in this kind of situation is because people will tell you what they think you want to hear as in what exactly yeah what they're supposed to say not what they actually think Yes. Of course, some people may say this is a problem with surveys in general, but <laughs> that's
1: a bigger conversation. For a different especially during especially during the war and the war censorship and when they know they will be punished for uh, having another opinion. Uh, however, surveys serve well to the government when they publish yes. that like over eighty percent support uh people start to believe in it as well you know so it's kind of a way of propaganda too
0: it's very useful i mean it's it's hard in these difficult times when you don't know what the truth is or what to trust you just feel like it's safer to be with the co- with the crowd and if and you have no way of knowing what the crowd is doing you can only yes. consume
1: what you're it's, being told yes but i was thinking that uh we could try, try to measure the real popular support of um what's going on because, um, as, as I said, uh, there's uh, just anecdotally, right, not not within the research, uh, people do not see popular support of these uh, actions, you know, like mm. there are no, there, there are of course some teachers that, that put kids in the letter Z shape mm. <laughs> in classrooms yes. in order to show that. Their support, but we know it's not the real one because those teachers they depend on the budget, and yeah. you know, all those mun- municipalities that put the Z on, I don't know, trolley buses, they also mm-hmm. depend on the budget and they're doing what they're being told. But what about popular support? I was thinking about uh, collecting uh, again some information from the social networks that remain. But this time, maybe images with a Z letter, and no, seeing how fun. how much is it um, actually uh, pre- present in you know personal opinions of uh, the of people, the citizens. Um, yeah. citizens, yeah, users of uh, these networks. But <clears throat> there are a, lo- a lot of them. Not not all people use them, of course. But still, it's a, a very a large percentage
0: of population. Well, Daria, this has been so fascinating. I'm so glad you are there you and so there are people doing this research because you you're absolutely right. this needs to be documented for the future, if nothing else. and yes. uh, it is it it is an important thing to remember that a state and its citizens are not one and the same, uh, especially yes. when it suits the the powers that are committing atrocities for To have everyone believe that they're the same. And everyone just wants to escalate.
1: Anyway, thank you once more for making the time, Daria. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: And that's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Global Voices Podcast, your weekly dose of global news and local voices. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends about us. Global Voices is an international multilingual primarily volunteer community of writers, translators and academics, and human rights activists. Our multilingual newsroom team reports on people whose voices and experiences are rarely seen in the mainstream media. To find out more, go to globalvoices.org. You can follow us on Twitter at Global Voices. The music in this podcast is from the track Voyage by Nick Markton from our extended Global Voices community.